Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. It's hour number two of the G Bag Nation. Time to take a look at Cowboys Twitter. Some of the top tweets going viral, gaining uh, attention about America's team. Mike Fisher's coming up here in three twenty at three twenty, and uh, of course we'll talk Cowboys, but also get some Maverick stuff in there. Double Insider Mike Fisher. He's at Fish Sports on Twitter, and the Mavs open up the preseason in four hours. <clears throat> Check it out on ESPN. So uh, some of the top storylines with Porzingis not playing. What you watching for? Find out from Fish here coming up in 20 minutes. Uh, Okay, we start here, Cowboys Twitter, with uh, the Twitter account of one. What is this? At JC1053. Who is that? Says, anyone with Tank Lawrence questions after the game, I'll say this. He's still good. Maybe banged up, but he's the only guy not getting bullied and making Rodgers go do Rodgers magic. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part. Is That just looked like 2016, didn't it? Where Tank actually did manage to get some pressure and flush Aaron Rodgers in the clips you were showing me earlier. Uh, but there's not a second guy coming. Yeah, and I think it. here's the tough part about sports and especially football. Like in baseball, you get a hit, you get a hit. End of story. You got on base or you didn't. In football, you can do the same thing over and over again. You won't always get the same result. If he does what he did in the Green Bay game against a different quarterback – Maybe as a two-sack game. So I would I would encourage people not to just pull up how many sacks does Tank Lawrence have to measure how well he's playing football. Tank's still playing at a high level. Tank's the best player. Hold on, let me make sure in my head real quick. Tank's the best player on that defense. So like, uh, there's nothing to worry about with Tank Lawrence other than you just hope that eventually the stats catch up to the level of play. And he can play more snaps because yes. there's a huge difference when he's off the field. It becomes... Yeah. You have five to seven seconds if Tank Lawrence isn't in the game. Yeah. Well, him showing that kind of power and burst and stuff to me is really good news because I'm wondering what worst case scenario might be with one of these injuries, right? right. I'm, I'm constantly paranoid about injuries, guy. So when the knee shows up and he's in two-thirds of the snaps and he's getting days off, I'm like, holy crap, is this Anthony Spencer thing about to happen again? Knee, shoulder, heel. So yeah. he's pretty much got everything. Yes, there's quite a few of them. Um, but you know, to hear that when he's out there, it's really good. Hey, you know, I, I think we can keep our fingers crossed that just as Amari Cooper got significantly better from New Orleans to to Green Bay, maybe just a little bit more rest is is all it's going to take for for Tank Lawrence to be able to get it done and more snaps. And on the Autoflex leasing fan text from the eight four five, y'all are grasping at straws. He'd pop off the screen last two years, and now he's a ghost. From the nine seven two, the word BS all spelled out, and it's like. What I like, what would be the motivation to be dishonest about the way well, he's playing? Like Malik you, Collins not playing well. I think you should explain uh, the process by which you came to your conclusions because they might just be thinking you saw the same thing as Sunday and you're asserting that he didn't. You spent the day so watching NFL, the coaches. So film. NFL Game Pass, if you pay for it, it's like a hundred bucks a year, and I'm a loser, so I pay for it. Uh, the day after, or two, usually two days after a game, they come out with the all twenty-two tape, which means you can watch the regular full field view where you see everybody 
And then they show the same play from behind the offense where you just watch the box. And when you watch DeMarcus Lawrence play, he's the same guy. He's not hampered. He's not bad. And there's no, there is no motivation to pretend a guy is playing well if he's not. Hmm. I'm not going to say that Malik Collins played well because he didn't. Hmm. I'm not going to say Tristan Hill played well because he didn't. There's, you know, there's guys on Leighton Vander Esch. He didn't. There is no motivation to pick a random player and say he played well if he didn't. Demarcus Lawrence is playing well. Yeah. But it just is what it is. Tristan Hill is not. Do you think we've seen the last of him? I guess it depends maybe on injuries, maybe how many D tackles I, they I, want active. I think <clears throat> if you have Tyrone Crawford, Antoine Woods, Christian Covington, uh, and Malik, did I say Malik Collins? If you have four other D tackles who are available to play, Tristan Hill should be an active. He's got to be deactivated he shouldn't play. for at least three more weeks and maybe the rest of the season. This is too high of a level. Hmm. Uh, this is this is way too high of a level for him to play at. They wanted to pick him 58th no matter what, and as Jeff has said, that's scary to do when you already have a guy pegged at pick number 34 that we're picking this guy because he's going to be there, and he's he cannot play in this league right now. Yeah, Maybe the- he can later in his life. Maybe 97 is an unlucky number. And two years from now, we're releasing him too. You were talking about it yesterday, the moment he got dump trucked, and we were taking a look at that play earlier to watch Tank, and there was the Tristan Hill thing flying over there. And holy cow, he really got manhandled. And the thing was, like, he relaxed. His back was to the play, and he relaxed. And so a professional football player took the opportunity to have his welcome to the NFL moment right there. And, you know, I just I, I don't know what the process looks like from taking a player that looks physically a little bit underprepared, but also might not have, uh, you know, the right mindset to, to play it right now. And I, I don't know, may, maybe a, maybe a quick turnaround is possible over the next two to three weeks or by the end of the year, or maybe you need a year to go through a full on a transformation or more. Or, you know, you also have to wonder, I don't think he's as far off as what Taco was. Woo, I do. Yeah. I, th- I think the difference for me and and uh, uh, Tristan compared to Taco is at least when Tristan gets moving, you're like, wow, he could be explosive and powerful at 290 pounds. Trist- Tristan has the requisite athleticism to become a good player. Taco looks like a sloth compared to other defensive ends. Yeah, like he's but the now lines he's not, he, are painted way too high for Tristan Hill's feet because as soon as the ball snaps, <laughs> the lines always trips him. I'm thinking Tristan Hill might want to start on the ground when the ball snaps, so that way he's already getting up instead of okay. one second after the ball snap, laying on the ground and then having to get up. I don't think Mike's wrong about the level that they're playing at in terms of, hey, that was your first pick in a draft, he's playing at a taco level as a rookie. It's mm. not okay. It's You're not going to be able to get by with that guy on the field. But there is a difference in the level of athleticism if you can – it's weird because like the way I want to say this is if you teach him to play defensive tackle. Mm. He doesn't know what he's doing. Wow, that must be tough. Well, it's very uh, fortunate, I suppose, if uh, the Cowboys target you. Because they're they're gonna they're gonna take you now. He has an opportunity. Okay, some of the things Jerry said today that went viral. One of the more interesting things to me was his uh, alluding to the schedule. Do I think this team can walk out and play anybody in the NFL and come out of there with a victory? Yes. Now it's daunting when I think about the teams we've got ahead of us, but I'm glad to be facing it with this bunch. Um, so yeah, you know, I I think it needs to be said that this team could get healthy and start playing well and still not get to the playoffs because of how difficult the schedule is. And looking back at an opportunity to beat the Saints without Teddy Bridgewater 
or look at the turnovers that happened Sunday against the Packers. You know, there's going to be plenty of games left against really, really good teams. And considering Dak's record against winning teams is, what, 10 and 14 since he entered the league, that's the kind of clubs that are waiting for you. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo and Detroit are 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 some of the easier games that are left. And th- these are very legitimate potential playoff teams you're going to have to face. I'm with you, and I keep looking at the schedule and looking at the Eagles and stuff and seeing – and I would say this, you need to win your next three, go six and two, and then go four and four. If you can do that, you're 10 and six, and you need Green Bay and New Orleans to win their divisions. Because if those two teams don't win their divisions, you're 10 and six, and you're out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to the depth of the NFC, and maybe we'll power rank it and see where we think the Cowboys fit a little bit later, but I want to do this real quick. New England Patriots and Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC, okay? Okay. Take those two teams out. They no longer exist. I think there's a really good case to be made that the Cowboys, Eagles, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Packers, Saints, and maybe another team or two in the NFC North would be the third best team in the AFC. All of them. Wow. I think there's eight teams at least in the NFC that would be the third best Mm. team in the AFC. You're in a tough conference right now. It's like trying to make the playoffs in the West in yeah, the NBA. Yeah, it really is. Okay, on Garrett being on the hot seat, Jerry was great. He said, don't bet any money on that happening. <laughs> You'll lose it. That's insider <laughs> trading, Jerry. That's illegal. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, hey, uh, Garrett might get fired, but n- not before the end of the year. They're not going to do him like that. You you make that move when your head coach is, like, becoming difficult to uh, you know, uh, guide or anything like that. You know, he's he's he the the relationship has gone bad with the front office or or ownership. You, you don't, I don't, I don't think. You know, it's like Jay Gruden, who's at war with who's going to be the starting quarterback, something like that. He said Tyron Smith's looking promising. He said Lyle Collins uh, is tough, and it's going to be hard to keep him uh, out of out of the field or out of the game plan. He said the narrative that you can equate uh, Dax. Uh, play to contract negotiations is laughable. He said, let me get that really clear. It's not impacting that with me at all. That's really weird. I would think it affects it 100%. <laughs> How he plays. I is, mean, it, I guess it I know depends. He's saying, he's saying play to play, right. game to game. Um I think it affects it 100%, Jerry. That's how you decide how much to give a player on how they actually play the football game. There's more to quarterbacking, to the leadership, the studying, yeah. the getting prepared and all that stuff. But mostly what he does on a play-to-play and game-to-game basis is what dictates how much money he's going to get or not get. I guess he is he saying that the needle never moved through three weeks? Like did yes, Dak, that's did, what he's saying. Right. He had his number before the season right. started. But – Things it should hey. change, not not game to game, but it should change. If if you're not going to give him a contract, if he's not accepting your contract, you have to take in all of season four, every play, every game, every situation, and it should tell you what you should or shouldn't pay him. Absolutely, I, I mean, if he goes out there and plays like Baker Mayfield, then hey hey <laughs> you, you hey, and you draft a new quarterback, it's gonna it's gonna affect the free agent market. So then, if he's threatening, well, I'll leave and all this, and you, know, you could have left Baker out of it. That's all I'm saying is that you could have yeah. left Baker out. That would have been less fun though. Triggered. Did you see that big win for Kyler though? Big win for Kyler Murray. Oh, you quarterbacks are hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on, on he's already pivoting. 
Jalen Hurts is going to win the Heisman. Jalen Hurts is ticked right now. He's like, you're ruining my draft stock, Baker Mayfield. Oh, no. On Garrett's abusive language penalty, I hope the little darling didn't hear something he hadn't heard before is what he said on Sunday. Today, he said if if anybody thinks there's the marquee of Queensberry etiquette going on on that football (laughs) field, they haven't been near a football field. I have no idea what that means. The the marquee of of Queensberry. Well, a marquee back must in be like the day. Talking proper. Yeah, because a marquee was like a nobleman back in the day of, okay. uh, of a high stature, so they would speak to each other in very eloquent ways. I thought that was like the sign out front of a theater. Yeah, that can Gotta be a marquee get... as well. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. it's also a nobleman though. Yes, yes, yes. If you ever are weird and read novels set in the. 1200s or something there may be a marquee walking around who gets murdered well it's happened uh the cowboys are no longer the favorite to win the nfc east if you want to bet on it i see the uh, twitter account here of one rj ochoa blogging the boys eagles are now four to five and the cowboys at five to four as they should be the eagles are currently the better team Followed by the Giants at 10 to 1, though, and then the Redskins at 250 to 1. So, oh, so where do you think the smart money is there? Giants? Uh, they're about to play the Patriots in two nights. They're going to go to two and four here pretty quick. Uh, yeah, I would say, say if you want to had some gamble in you, I I would say these this the smart money does not exist in a scenario like this. Okay, Washington's way, got good odds. You know what I'd be interested in since you know when you start talking about Jason Garrett. Look, I mean, I know like you call an umpire a, a CS word. You know, like you're you're out. You you say you or you're out. Like I mean, I know the words you can say and can't say. But what's interesting there is they didn't throw him out. They just gave him a 15-yard penalty. Who would be the head coach if they would have thrown him out? If they would have been Jason Garrett is thrown out of the game for vulgar language or something said. Because we had this debate yesterday well, what on who would do? take over if he got fired. No one. Who do you think would take over for the two for the one and a half quarters of who's calling the timeout? Oh, okay. Who, who's Somebody has to manage the clock. Somebody right. has to say on fourth and two, we're going for it or we're kicking a field goal or we're punting. Who would be the guy to take on that responsibility? It'd be Jerry with a walkie-talkie. I. What if Jerry would come down to the sidelines, <laughs> and then we we would know. It's weird because Rod's Special the one. Special situation had to help the guys out. Rod's the one that's done it, but I don't think it would be him. I think it would be Kellen or Richard. That would be a weird situation because when the defense is on the field, if it's like, hey, Kellen, you're going to act like the head coach. If the defense is on the field, can Richard call a timeout, or is Kellen be like, wait, I'm the head coach? Uh, yeah, you know, I, th- I think we're not going to see it, but it would be fascinating to see how it would get sorted out. Final note here on Cowboys Twitter from Pro Football Focus. Orlando Skandrick was a playmaker in week five for the Eagles. He was the highest graded corner oh. with his uh, pick six. How about that? The turds. He's back. So I'm sure Orlando Skandrick is going to be relishing the opportunity to try to stick it to his former team. Last year, he looked toast. I mean, he was in training camp maybe with Washington, and then he got cut, and then he was with Kansas City and kept getting just uh, eviscerated on a regular basis. He's now- toast. He played, he played the New York Giants Yeah, with no Sam Darnold. He's gonna you get eagle if he plays against I the Cowboys. Might be an he'll okay be in trouble. Cornerback if if Luke Falk plays this week and you <laughs> just put me out there with ten other NFL players. <laughs> okay, Mike Fisher steps in next. Uh, he'll have the very latest on the Cowboys and the Mavs, who get their preseason started tonight. Next in the G Bag Nation. Welcome back, G Bag Nation. My apologies, I forgot about Fish. He wanted the day off, so he wanted. He got it. Salute to the great Mike Fisher. He had it's something a fair really important day. to do. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He went to the fair. Probably taking his grandson or something. Man, I got guilted when I got home yesterday. Did you finally give in? No, I didn't go. They went without me on her fair day. And now they're asking me, so we're going to go back this weekend. We still have some tickets left. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to go. Does anybody Ooh, especially else? Especially on OUUT weekend. Yeah. Does it make me a bad dad, you think, if I'm like, listen, I, I just don't want to go. Can you guys go without me? You know, and then they're like, well, why don't you want to do anything with us? And I'm like, listen, it has nothing to do with you. I, I just don't like doing stuff. You know, the fair doesn't sound fun. The laser tag doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> sound fun to me. So if you ask, do you want to go do this? As a dad, do you have to say, well, yeah, I do want to, even though you don't. Go, why can't I be truthful with myself and give you an honest answer? No, I don't want to. I think you can do that sometimes, but if you're doing that the majority of times, then sometimes you just have to do things you don't like. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to make a stand and just, you know, get a, get a couple of days here where I can actually, you know, just relax at the house. Like, oh, hey, you got a little bit of hours here. Let's scoop you up and take you somewhere and spend your money. Are you That's trying what to, I'm there for. Are you trying to relax? But you're trying to have another kid. I, well, I know, I know. That's that a different will really, matter, though. That will, but, um, <laughs> but if you're trying to have some hours of time to yourself, yeah. have another kid, and you will. <laughs> hey. that will never happen. And you're going to insist that they're hermits. Like, no, Listen, no, no, we stay home. I just want everything my way at all times without being inconvenienced. Is that too much to ask as a human? I don't think so, but it seems yes. Okay. I will say I went to the state fair for just an hour and a half on opening day. I was glad I went, but my two boys who didn't go were like, hey, are we going to go to the fair? And I told them no because the state fair just doesn't have many things new. I feel like you oh, should. done it all? Yeah, I'm like, man, we've gone like the last five years. There's nothing new. Well, she flat out got the job done yesterday. She came back with big old bears and everything. I mean, she was kicking ass and oh. taking names. Well, so. I say you're nice, or at least your fiance's nice, because for my kids, they get to ride one ride. Wow. And that's it. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty strict. <laughs> Why? Like, because it costs too much money. It's like $5 a ride. And when you have three kids and they want to do that ride, that's 15 bucks. If they want to, you ride, have a batting cage in the backyard. Yeah, you know what? That's a one-time cost, and they have it now the rest of their lives. And maybe it gets them like ten thousand dollars a year for college or something. This is, to me, like, look, I can get you a pass to Six Flags. I think it's sixty bucks. I think for a season for the pass. whole summer, and you can ride a hundred times Much for sixty rides. bucks. Yeah. If I give these kids three rides at the state fair, that's sixty dollars right there. Mm. Okay, we do have the top 32 things we learned from week five of the NFL season. Let's get some football content in here for you. A lot of interesting takeaways from across the league. This is brought to you by the USA Today. Segments brought to you by McShan Florist. It's brought to you by Advanced Body Scan and by the Frankels. If you're hurt in an accident, it's not your fault. Call the office of Franklin Frankel at 214-333-3333. Franklin Frankel, official lawyers of the Tolo, FrankelFirm.com. Principal Office, Dallas, Texas. People are crushing you as a dad. Yeah, man, I heard that. Like, I had the engineers in here because my board is kind of acting wonky. But uh, yeah, yeah, you didn't want to go. No, I don't. I, Neither I, do I, dog. I but you gotta go. It's your kid. It's like memories and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you gotta do it. I, I, okay, I, I, I get that. Thing. So I, I can't even be honest about not wanting to go. You can be honest with us. Yeah, but then you have okay. to go. But you have to go. Maybe not to the fair. 
But I think, man, I do That's so my much understanding stuff. anyway. Yep. I do so it's much stuff. To the day we die. One of the two of them is constantly manipulating or bullying me. Oh, it's okay. either whether they're doing it subtly or directly. They're but women, I'm always man. constantly under that, why are you doing what you want to do? Why don't you do what I want you to do? My dad got recently remarried. On his wedding day, he was working on my sister's car because it broke down that morning. Okay. Ran over there to a whole other city, worked on the car. On his wedding day yeah. is what we call it as dudes. That's what we do. You know, and I've come around. I, I used to be so stubborn in my relationships. Like, no, I'm not doing anything. Like so you I, wouldn't go to the fair or something? I, I think these are, <laughs> well, you know, the, the dude. You know, I should keep a log and bring it to you before you accuse me of being a bad dad. Don't keep a log. Don't keep a log because if the log is found, you're a crazy man. I'm I'm just, you know, sampling out if I can get away with it once. Just one time. Like, no, I don't want to go to the fair this year. It's miserable. You park away and you walk a long way and then you just stand around and spend way too much money. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's probably admirable on your part. What? Because I guess the thing that I never would do is like if I didn't want to do you. something, it Thank was you. it was well, I'm still going to do it because it's what other people want to do. It's mm-hmm. what I'm expected to do. Mm-hmm. This is, and it's like no, be yeah, I, I admire that. Be true to Thank yourself you. if do. you can get away with it. See, that's what I expected I when I brought you. it up. Right. I, I expected to be like you know relieved, All like right. no, it's actually a good sign. It's mental health stuff. That's right, right. Jeff? it is. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be true to yourself. Yeah. Now that but there also has to be a compromise. Always say no to you when you're uh-huh. like, let's go do this. And they're like, nope, nope. And they're always like, nope, because I don't be like to. Good. Would you be disappointed? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we all would not be disappointed. We all get to do what we want to do. Keep my money. We could just be honest about it and not guilted and pressured into doing things because that's what you're supposed to do. Don't should all over me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's not what I should do. What I should do is make... I got one damn life. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And it's going to be wrapping up pretty soon. <laughs> know. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but if you don't, Trick Daddy will take your girl and your daughter out somewhere. If you have... The Trick Daddy. Oh, hey, you know, I, wh- whatever. You know, let, As long as it's somewhere I'm they want to go and he's going to bring them home at a reasonable hour. But don't you do things for this at job? At the end of the day, it's mine. <laughs> Yeah, sir, I do lots of things for my family I don't want to do, Mike. I'm just saying this one time. Can I please not nope. go to the you nope. know what the, and, and the, the thing they're coming around <laughs> they're coming around now for this uh this haunted house. No, I don't want to go to a haunted yep, house. You gotta go, go to haunted boo. House. Yeah. Some teenager's gonna run up to me and go boo and like I'm starving. Yep. When do you compromise though? When is there a would you like to do this? No, I wouldn't, but I know it means a lot to you guys, so I'll do that one. <laughs> Uh, when they start crying. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah. So it's a hundred percent of the time. It's like, well, no, I don't really like that one, so I'm out. Uh, no, most of the time I'm just like, okay, sure, you know, <laughs> I just kind of go along with it. I, and then you secretly, secretly I, resent I, them the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's not tough. healthy. That's it's not, not healthy, is it? No. No, because then I sit that down. Now I'm not really enjoying it, and they're not really enjoying it either, because they know I don't want to be there. <laughs> It's all over your face, too. I mean, Mike, you're a homebody. You don't want to be out there. No, I don't. And I don't do some things I'm like, no, I'm not doing. And somebody put it like, yeah, I miss a ton of football Sundays because we always have something planned. I mean, honestly, that's my life now. I This year, I've watched the New Orleans Saints game live, and I think I watched another game. I know I watched another game live because I actually skipped out on uh, two of my kids' like flag football games because I'm like, look. 
I, I don't care about this flag football wreck crap. I mean, the yeah. other kids they they're, whoa, the other kids they're playing. I think they learned how to walk at three years old. I mean, that's there how uncoordinated the other teams are at times. Okay, so you don't need me to go and coach so, them up. And so I'm like, well, it's it's super wreck. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go watch the Sunday Cowboy football game with my mom and dad. That's what hey. I like doing, and that's what I'm going to go do. But. I missed the the Cowboys game. I watched on my phone and then went back. That's I think that's why I was so mad yesterday, is I had to watch the game again mm. because I'm like you know watching it on your phone when your kid's playing baseball you miss some things oh, yeah. and sometimes you turn it off to save your battery and so then I went back and watched it late so I actually got finished watching the game like at 11 <laughs> p.m. again. You, Lucius. Yeah, so, that's you, bro. <laughs> I was. You gonna be having tears in your eyes when I went to sleep. She's going to the prom. You're like, damn, Sorry, I, mean, I just want one more fair day with you, girl. Lucius is trolling us with this music here. <laughs> it's um, you know, it's 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 one of those things that, I, and I just think, you know, uh, I remember people <laughs> saying. If you give dad just a little bit of time on his own, then he can come back relieved. Like, hey, he got to actually go do something he wants to do. 12, 15 hours a day yeah. during Monday through Friday. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as the weekend comes, bam, just hit the ground running. Yeah. I need to recharge the batteries a little bit so I can actually enthusiastically then interact with the family members. So the, actually the work life balance. So you kind of just don't want a kid is what's really happening. No, that's uh, now I understand one. why my man, old man, used to go to the dump on Saturday mornings and drink beer. <laughs> now I understand. Trying to get away from the family. <laughs> okay, Grand Prairie dump, throwing away a old curtain or something just to drink beer out there. For the third time this segment, I'm gonna try to segue here into the 32 things we nah, learned. We're from week we're, we're five loving this too much of the NFL season. Corporate ain't loving it. Tell you that much, oh. Mike. What do you hate the most that your family makes you do? Uh, let's do this and then I'll just randomly jump in to really interrupt the segment again. Okay. Number one, following the chief surprising loss at Arrowhead Sunday night, home teams are 33, 43 and one this year. The home teams are not winning. That's interesting. Um, I forgot who has a theory on somebody had a theory on that yesterday, right? Yeah. I think it was, was it Warren Sharp or, yeah, I guess still weird to me that the home team, well, no, no, it was the technology. Yeah. We're staying home more, and when we get there, we're distracted by trying to check in on our fantasy teams and social okay, media. Okay, so that would explain that the crowd may not have quite as big of an influence as they once did. But is there not, Mike, is there not an advantage to just being living at home? Is it easier on the road because there's no family distraction? Um, I don't know with football because football's the easiest when it comes to travel. I mean, you, you just leave. They leave Saturday. They, they get on a plane Saturday and they come back Sunday afternoon after the game or Sunday night after the game. I mean, it's not like camaraderie with football. It's not like you're, you know, in, in basketball, you go on these 10-game road trips or 10-day road trips and you play four games. And in baseball, you can be on the road for two weeks. So, I mean, that is your family. In, in football, I don't know about the road situation because, I mean, you just get on a plane on Saturday and then you're back Sunday night. Elsewhere in New England, the Patriots fans are celebrating their first uh, – 5-0 start since 2015. FYI, the 2015 campaign was the last in which the Patriots did not reach the Super Bowl. Three trips to the Super Bowl in a row for uh, New England. And now they're sitting out there at 5-0. and Just it's, please beat them, Chiefs. Please beat them. Uh, while throwing for 348 yards Sunday, Patriots quarterback Tom Brady overtook Brett Favre for third place on the NFL's all-time list. With 18 more, Brady will pass Peyton Manning for second place all time behind Tom Brady. Yeah, you mentioned the Chiefs. I, I you know, I, 
they they they, they got to they got to get home field. I mean, last year they had home field and they really had them beat. But I, I think going to New England, you don't go in there and win an AFC Championship game, still, do you? Probably not. I, mean, I want them to so badly that I want to say that they will, but probably not. Go ask Peyton Manning. They're spying on you. You can't even have a conversation inside that stadium without them, you know, uh, getting the the four one one on you. Yeah, but they wouldn't even believe the stuff that Pat Mahomes is saying. He's in the hotel room, like, what I'm planning to do is roll out left, throw it to you down the right sideline, eighty six yards in the air for a touchdown. <laughs> okay. Speaking of MVPs, Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan has thrown seven interceptions already, matching his total from twenty eighteen and twenty sixteen when he was the league MVP. What's happened to Matt Ryan? I don't know. It's almost like a Tampa Bay than thing. Baker Mayfield. Huh. Always about Baker. Always about Baker. It, the, like the Falcons are kind of like a Tampa Bay thing, it feels like, where the defense isn't playing well, and Matt Ryan's throwing for a bunch of yards. He has, let me make sure here, over 300 yards in every single game. He's thrown three touchdowns in three of the five games, and they can't win because the defense isn't there. They're turning the ball over. And it's just, it's a weird deal. And I think that it'll take them getting to one and five before I'm actually out on believing the Falcons are going to cover a spread. And I will keep losing money betting it. There were some impressive stats in the Houston Texans victory 426 yards and five touchdowns for Deshaun Watson. Will Fuller with 14 catches for 217. But arguably the most impressive, the Texans prevented Watson from getting sacked for just the second time in his career and the first time in the past 15 games. He's a guy that plays under pressure a lot and comes out of it with huge plays a lot. Where is Deshaun Watson right now in your QB rankings? He's got to be approaching top six, top seven, right? Top five even for some people? Yeah, I think so. Uh, If you have Dak at eight, Deshaun Watson's above Dak right now, isn't he? You put the two no-doubters at the top, right? And after... Brady and Mahomes. I was wondering if Dak's still in the top 10. We'll see with the NFL.com QB index here real yeah. soon. Watson, could he could be top five. I could, I could see, see him being top five. Absolutely. He's a baller, man. Number 16 is Saints quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, the league MVP after five weeks. Probably what? not. <laughs> but he did die a personal best with four touchdown passes and Sunday's win over the Buccaneers. And his 131.2 passer rating, second best of his career. Is Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey actually the league MVP? Maybe. Nah, he plays running back. He began Sunday with a league-best 629 yards from scrimmage and then piled up 237 more and three touchdowns on the Jags in Carolina's 34-27 victory. If a running back can be the MVP, then Christian McCaffrey can absolutely be the MVP. Or is it Russell Wilson? He has yet to throw a pick in 2019. And his completion rate, 73.1. Total passes thrown, 12. And passer rating, 126.3. All paced the league entering Sunday. Whatever the case, give Wilson and Lockett credit for the prettiest touchdown of the season. A 13-yard hookup that had just a 6.3% completion probability per next-gen stats. The unlikeliest completion in the league since 2017 it looked like he was trying to throw that ball away and I think that he's so good that I believe that he threw it exactly where he intended to but it was so absurd that that ball got where it got to given where he was and how he had to throw it it was stupid couple of more here shout out to cards coach Cliff Kingsbury and quarterback Kyler Murray who tasted victory for the first time Sunday as their air raid attack generated 514 yards 127 more 
than any other contest this season. What do you think? Are they getting on track? Going to be possible Arizona's getting in rhythm here? And No. They no. played a horrible team. <laughs> yeah, it's a really bad they team. Played the, if they get to play the Dolphins this week, which I don't think they do, yep, they're on track. As long as they get to play the Washington Redskins, they will be on track. Kyler got to running around pretty good. That's a nice little weapon. He might want to be using that a little more. Much focus has been devoted to Saints offense Drew Brees uh, during Brees' injury, but don't forget to credit a Saints defense that effectively shut down Dallas in Week 4 and limited the Buccaneers to 24 points on 252 yards on Sunday, and that hasn't been that easy to slow down uh, Bruce Arians and the, the Tampa offense. And finally, props to the Jets. Snapped their string of 12 consecutive quarters without scoring a touchdown. Oh. Longest in the league since 2010 thanks to Vincent Smith's 19-yard uh, fourth-quarter score. Okay, there you have it. Things we learned from week five of the NFL season. When we come back, it's time for playoff baseball nuggets, Mike. Where are we going? Verlander goes on short rest in two and a half hours, and are the Astros in this much trouble? Next. Oh, Dallas Truck World has over 800 pre-owned trucks, SUVs, and cars to choose from. They all come with a seven-day return policy for your peace of mind, man. Check out DallasTruckWorld.com. Thank you very much, Lucius. Here's Mike with your baseball nuggets. All right. Big game for the state of Texas, not for your Rangers, but for the Astros tonight at 6 o'clock. They take on Tampa Bay in game four. There's only one game today. It was supposed to be a day game, but it got moved tonight because the New York Yankees clinched last night. They swept the uh, Minnesota Twins, and the Minnesota Twins struggle to uh, beat the New York Yankees come playoff time unless they have Kirby Puckett on the team. Oh. And he's not coming back from the grave. So, Raldis Chapman, to... I was watching the end of that game and he made me a little nervous for a second yeah. if I were a Yankee fan. He put the first two guys on and he was like, all right, fine. Here I am. You know, they are great. And, um, you know, I had a couple of my buddies asking me questions last night, texting me about the Astros and if they're doing the right thing pitching Verlander here in game four because if they can win game four with let's just say a number four starting pitcher which they kind of don't have uh I think it felt good for Charlie Morton to beat them yes yeah I'm sure it did uh because they decided uh you know financially that they can go in another direction now when they let him go as far as I know they didn't know Lance McCullers at that point needed Tommy John surgery that was going to be uh, kind of their number three starting pitcher, and they traded for Zach Greinke somewhat because McCullers uh, wasn't there, and they were struggling so much with their four and five starting pitchers this year. It just goes to show how good Houston is offensively at times, which I'll get to in a second. I think McCullers learned his lesson coming after me on Twitter. He might have. Mm-hmm. He probably got hurt uh, tweeting too much yep. with the uh, Tommy John surgery. But do you guys remember uh, a few weeks ago, before we went into the playoffs, I found that awesome article on – the Astros could be in trouble because they struggle with high velocity. And that goes to Charlie Morton, who's a hard-throwing guy who can throw the ball at times 95 miles an hour or more. The Astros were the worst team for this season come playoff time for facing high-velocity guys. Well, the Astros are up 2-1 in the series. They're in control of it. They have three chances to, to clinch the series. They didn't do it yesterday. They have two more chances today. And if they don't get it done tonight, then they have the day off and they'll go with Garrett Cole on normal rest in game five uh, in Houston. But the velocity they're struggling with in game one, they did score six runs on nine hits. That's a good offensive game. Not awesome, but that's a good offensive game. The last two games, three runs and three runs. 
10 hits and seven hits. 10 hits is a pretty good game come playoff time. Uh, three runs is okay, not great, not horrible, but not great. They're struggling with velocity. Mm. They This is a it. team come New York Yankee time. I just wonder, uh, you know, with the Yankees, if they can throw hard enough guys that Tampa Bay is showing that we are going to throw the ball hard at times, and it can give the Astros problems. In fact, it's giving the Astros so much problems, they're going to go with Diego Castillo pitching tonight. He's not a starting pitcher. They're going to mm. go bullpen day. But what does Diego Castillo do for the first two innings? Throw, throw hard. 98. Yep. His average fastball this year, according to StatCast, is 98.2 miles an wow. hour. So Light he's going up. to try to throw two innings today. That sounds fun. And throw hard and get zeros on the board for the first two innings. And for Verlander throwing on short rest, uh, I'm I'm okay with this. In fact, I would do it too. If I was A.J. Hinch, I would go with Verlander here. I don't worry about the first three innings. It's so much when I get to the fourth, fifth, and sixth innings that I have to really watch him. Now, the Astros had this done to them last year. David Price, this is when he turned it all around. It was on short rest. Now, he had a horrible game uh, in earlier in the series where I don't think he threw 100 pitches. Verlander threw seven innings and 100 pitches uh, in game one. So he's coming off of a lot of innings and, you know, kind of max out pitch-wise. He can usually throw more than 100. He won't throw more than 100 on short rest here. But last year, David Price went six innings, no runs, three hits, nine Ks in short rest. And they clinched the series, and they beat the uh, Astros four to one in the series. So they saw it done to him last year. David Price on short rest uh, did great last year, and it didn't affect him come World Series time because he pitched well in the World Series and kind of turned the scenario around. If he can't uh, win come playoff time, uh, another one, Josh Beckett. We'll all remember this uh, in 2003 in the World Series in Game Six. He goes complete game, five hitter, nine Ks, two walks to win the World Series in 2003 against the New York Yankees. So there are some of your uh, kind of successful ones. That Nothing have better than seeing that happen, man. Short rest, guys dominating in the yeah. postseason. Yeah. I mean, it's the uh, it, it's the closest thing to like Jordan going off in a playoff game where it's just like, I'm yeah. better than you, I'm more clutch than you, and I'm saving my best for the best moments. Yeah, and you know, there's other examples here. Schilling in 2001, uh, LeVon Hernandez in 97, but it can and go the total opposite way. The big one for me uh, growing up because I was in Washington State was Randy Johnson in uh, 95 for the Mariners I mean not only was he starting a bunch of games but then he would do the relief thing where it's yeah. like okay the next night our bullpens yeah. whatever and I can get I can give you an inning in the ninth yeah. like holy cow yeah you know I didn't know how rare since you're bringing up uh Randy Johnson I didn't know how rare Verlander and Garrett Cole were I think if this is correct the only two teammates to ever do what uh they did. Garrett Cole and Verlander strike out 300 in the same season as Schilling and, and Randy Johnson in uh, Arizona. Wow. So I think they joined. Those are the only teammates ever to have 300 strikeouts in the same season. So Wouldn't you say it's much more impressive to do it now with the pitch counts and everything? Or, yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, you do have more strikeouts now. I mean, players players are trying to – I don't say trying to strike <laughs> yeah, well, out. They They're are. trying to hit home runs so much that general managers and front offices and analytics say striking out is not a big deal. Uh, so players are striking out more. But to your point, uh, back in 2001, you'd have more complete games. You'd have more guys throwing you know, into the low 100 pitch count where now that 100 number is almost like uh, it's over and can't do it. Now, 2017, Trevor Bauer, who knows it all, 
Uh, Trevor Bauer is the Baker Mayfield of baseball. There you go. Yeah. They, good you know, analogy. It's funny no wonder Baker Mayfield Jeff likes like, him so much. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trevor yep, yep. Bauer in 2017 in the ALDS, he goes on short rest. He only goes an inning in two thirds and gives up four runs. Uh, Josh Tomlin, they tried it in 2016, the Cleveland Indians, two and a third, uh, six runs. So there are, you know, examples recently of we're going to do this. We're going to pitch a good pitcher on short rest, and it doesn't work out. So I'm really interested tonight. I would expect Verlander to go six solid innings. I'm really hoping they win just because Houston versus New York would be an awesome, awesome matchup. I think it's the two best teams would be facing off against each other, and I think baseball needs that. Yeah. Because if Tampa makes it, Boring. I'm kind of not that interested. I mean, yeah. I'll watch it because of baseball, but I'd be like, dang it. You know, I really wanted these two teams with these unbelievable lineups and, and Verlander and Cole to go up against this Yankee lineup. Now, Tampa kills the atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. They said they might. They, you know, they tarp some of the seats because they couldn't sell it out. So they tarp some of it to make yeah. it look good. They're like, yeah, I don't know. They're like, we might be able to untarp some of those seats and sell them. Oh, if I mean, we play the Yankees. No, Yeah. What a joke. <laughs> what a joke. Now, here's great news. The Oakland Athletics, uh, it's getting reported. Uh, Rob Manfred said, hey, you guys can move. Heck yeah. Call, call, Get out they, of here. And, and they said, call up Las Vegas. Yeah. Good. So, so I don't know if it's going to happen, but they can't get a stadium proposal done in that Oakland area. And San Francisco Giants do block some areas that they want to go to or maybe could go to uh, because there's kind of – it's kind of like – Jerry Jones, right? Jerry Jones would never allow San Antonio could end up having 10 billion people live there. Jerry Jones will never allow an NFL football team to come to San Antonio. You know, he'll never allow a football team to be in the state of Oklahoma. It's just what Jerry Jones can do and will do. And his family will pass that on. And San Francisco Giants are doing the same thing to Oakland. So it looks like Oakland is going to start talking to Las Vegas. The Raiders are going there. I do think uh, the uh, A's are going there soon. I go to the National League. Last night was so awesome for me because Ryan Zimmerman came up in a huge situation and had a three-run homer. Scherzer, after giving up that one run while we were here in studio, goes out and throws a gym after that. Mm. And now we get game five, Steven Strasburg versus Walker Bueller uh, tomorrow night. Not only that, but we were here in the 10-inning game that Yadier Molina takes pretty much to game five so we get we get two game fives tomorrow night so i think for baseball this is great news is it's not happening on thursday night and it's not happening on a saturday or sunday or even monday night i get it football is 10 times more important especially to this metroplex uh than than baseball is but for baseball tonight you get a game four there's no football to compete with it. Wednesday, you get two game fives. There's no football to compete with it. Uh, so I think it's great for baseball that you get two game fives, do or die games, and it doesn't have to compete with football. Yeah, that's great stuff. I mean, that's ratings gold right yeah. there. Uh, last nugget I have, it's sounding like Joe Madden's going to be the next manager of the Anaheim Angels or California Angels, whatever, which one you want to call them. But they said the interview went great according to Twitter reports from guys like Joel Sherman and all the people that follow baseball, John Heyman and everybody. Like You actually have to pay for that guy, don't you? Has he been making quite a bit of money? Joe uh, Madden. Madden, yeah. yeah. He, he was the last kind of like five or six million dollar manager. Uh, Sorry, Joe. It's not so, the way it works anymore. Yeah, and I don't know what he'll he'll get salary wise, but it sounds. Do you think like, he can have an impact on that team and make him more relevant by himself? I think that he's going to have a tough time unless they add some better players, especially hitters. Trout is obviously awesome. Shohei Otani is a really good hitter. 
from that point on, you have a few guys that are nice roll hitters and then some bad hitters in the lineup. When you have three bad hitters in a lineup, especially in the American League, you're going to struggle to score runs. And they don't play in a hitter-friendly ballpark. And so uh, I think that they're going to look to add a guy like Josh Donaldson. I think competition-wise, the Rangers being a non-playoff team trying to get some playoff players there – I think the Angels are going to try to do that too. So for the Angels and for the Rangers, it's going to be interesting. They're going to want some good players this offseason, but can they convince those players not to go to what looks like playoff contenders and come to their cities? Okay, we'll go around the NBA coming up next. When do we get to see Porzingis debut in a preseason game? KD making headlines as well as uh, the NBA story in China right now. Absolutely fascinating. That's all coming up next in the nation. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 